0: Dear Father in heaven, glory be unto your name for your mercy and love and goodness which we have been partakers of. We have come to fellowship with you now and we ask please grant to us the gift of your spirit. Be with us in the person of your Holy Spirit as we fellowship that we may be empowered to live the holy life, the life of righteousness. Your word has said that without you we can do nothing. Therefore we pray, please come and dwell with us, speak to us from your word, strengthen and edify us. Put your words in my mouth, dear Lord, that I may speak blessings to your children. For the sake of the work that Jesus is doing in the heavenly sanctuary on our behalf, Lord, I pray that this shall be a means to help us to be in tune with the Lord, that we may be found at last in this kingdom having perfected character. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. (music) Conflict and Courage, June 2 Sanity almost gone. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord had rejected thee from being king over Israel. 1 Samuel 15, verse 26 When Saul saw that Samuel came no more to instruct him, he knew that the Lord had rejected him for his wicked cause, and his character seemed ever after to be marked with extremes. His servants at times dared not approach him for he seemed like an insane man, violent and abusive. He often seemed filled with remorse. He was melancholy and often afraid where there was no danger. He was always full of anxiety and when in his gloomy moods he wished not to be disturbed and at times would suffer none to approach him. He would repeat prophetically sayings against himself with distracted energy, even in the presence of his lords and of the people. Those who witnessed these strange exhibitions in Saul recommended to him music as calculated to have a soothing influence upon his mind when thoughts distracted. In the providence of God, David was brought to his notice, as a skillful musician. David's skillful playing upon the harp soothed the troubled spirit of Saul. As he listened to the enchanting strains of music, it had an influence to dispel the gloom which settled upon him and to bring his excited mind into a more rational, happy state. Saul was shorn of his strength because he failed to make obedience to God's commandments the rule of his life. It is a fearful thing for a man to set his will against the will of God as revealed in his specified requirements. All the honour that a man could receive on the throne of a kingdom would be a poor compensation for the loss of the favour of God through an act of disloyalty to heaven. Disobedience to the commandments of God can only bring disaster and dishonor at last. God has given to every man his work, just as truly as he appointed to Saul the government of Israel. And the practical and important lesson to us is to accomplish our appointed work in such a manner that we may meet our life records with joy and not with grief. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Sanity Almost Gone. We left off where Samuel told Saul that God had rejected him. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, reading from verse 33 to 35, it says, And Samuel said, As thy sword had made women childless, that's where he was going to kill King Agag. So shall thy mother be childless among women. And Samuel hewed Agag in pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house, to Gibeah of Saul. And Samuel came no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord repented that he had made Saul king over Israel. Here was the skating denunciation that the Lord gave to Saul telling him that he was rejected. And so it was. And we have seen why Saul was rejected. It was he rejected the word of the Lord. The Lord commanded him to do something and he refused to do it. But while refusing, he justified himself claiming that he had done nothing wrong. And I would say it again and again. If we are doing this, be careful. Be warned, the Lord will reject you just as he rejected Saul. In Conflict and Courage, page 159, paragraph 5, we are told, Saul was shorn of his strength because he failed to make obedience to God's commandments the rule of his life. It is a fearful thing for a man to set his will against the will of God as revealed in his specified requirements." End of quote. The Lord's specified requirements being referred to here as the Word of God, simply the Bible. We are all our own King Saul's so wherever you are. You don't need to be made a king before you are put in the same situation as King Saul was put in. You have heard the requirements of God in his word, all his commandments and what it has told us to do. If you set your will against God's will, then you are putting yourself in a fearful position two days ago in our devotion we saw what this looks like which is the sin against the holy spirit that is in the devotion of may 31st that is titled i hear the sheep you can go and listen to that to understand what it means to be in that sin against the holy spirit the unpardonable sin it is simply being told the will of god and rejecting it and maintaining that even when you have rejected it you have not sinned that is when you've sinned against the Holy Spirit. To so maintain your ground when you have sinned against God and maintain that you have not sinned. That's exactly what Saul did and he was rejected of God. Not because of his presumption. Every sin. God made ample provision for every sin. But when you are being con- convicted through the Holy Spirit and you reject the conviction saying that you have not sinned when you have actually sinned, then you are in trouble. Fearful trouble. Fearful trouble like we have read it is a fearful thing for a man to set his will against the will of god today the whole world majority of it, not the, is doing that especially the christian world laying aside the commandments of god and when it is brought to them and say look the commandments of god is still valid they say no it is not valid and say we are not sinning in putting aside the commandments of god You are just putting yourself in the same situation as Saul. No wonder very few are going to make it to the kingdom of God because a lot of people are rejecting the command of God the way Saul rejected the command of God and while rejecting, they are claiming that they are not sinners. My, such a pity to be in such a situation. All the honor that a man could receive on the throne of the kingdom would be a poor compensation for the loss of the favor of God through an act of disloyalty to heaven disobedience to the commandments of god can only bring disaster and dishonor at last god has given to you and me every one of us our work just as truly as he appointed saul the government of israel and the practical lesson for us to get from here is that the manner in which we perform that work if it is not in harmony with the word of god just as saul's manner of performing his work was not in harmony with god's commandments then we will certainly be rejected of God. Now, what happened to Saul next is something to learn lessons from. Saul, the Bible records, was troubled by an evil spirit. We read in 1 Samuel chapter 16, reading from verse 14 to 16, it says, But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubled thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants, which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp. And it shall come to pass, when the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. Hmm. So Saul was now in despair, like we saw in the devotion. He was behaving irrationally like a mad person speaking prophetically to himself and would say oh, things like maybe the lord has rejected me i'm going to die things like that because he knew what he had done but the problem with saul is not really that there was no room for repentance this is a man who will not agree that he was wrong he hated correction he was so proud that when he is told the right thing to do, he will rather maintain his ground because it was too humbling for him to listen to instruction and correction. He had become so proud, but he was not like this earlier. He was from a humble background, but pride and self-confidence had filled him. Let us beware of self-confidence and pride. When we want to maintain our ground because we are ashamed of admitting our faults before our inferiors, we think that it would be a sign of disrespect before them. We'd rather get that disrespect by admitting your faults than to maintain your ground in the presence of men so that you don't look like you are wrong do not do that and that was what happened to Saul now his servant suggested to him music to help him he had no peace or joy in life only trouble and fear was his portion the throne on which he sat meant absolutely nothing he was no longer king even though he was sitting on that throne he was king only in name God had utterly rejected him if Saul had continued as a shepherd in his father's house, he might have fared better. But with great responsibilities come greater judgment. The role of leadership is not just for anyone. Many who fare well in other areas in life fail in this one. Reading continuing from 1 Samuel 16 from verse 17 it says, And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of his servants and said, "Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in play, and a mighty, valiant man, and a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him." Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse, and said, "Send me David thy son, which is with the sheep." And Jesse took an ass laden with bread and a bottle of wine and the kid and sent them by David his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul and stood before him and he loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me for he had found favor in my sight. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took an harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well and the evil spirits departed from him amen the large part of what we're going to be discussing in this devotion is about music here we see something remarkable that the lord wants us to learn concerning music saul the bible says was being troubled by an evil spirit well we can just say saul was in a terrible terrible mood we already read what his mood was like he was in despair feeling hopeless because he knew the Lord had rejected him. Samuel never came to him again to talk to him since that day and now he wished for something like that but because it wasn't happening, Saul was in terrible despair and agony and the thoughts of his mind were troubling him greatly and this led him to have to be irrational in his act sometimes he was violent and abusive and other times he became so melancholy and wanting to be alone because of the thoughts that were troubling him in his mind at such a time you could see that he was running going insane he was losing his mind and not just now but even subsequently we will see how Saul was really really getting mad he was really getting mad madness is not about people who don't dress properly and stay on the road and all of that no 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 beyond that Madness can be simply not making rational decisions anymore, making decisions that are clearly, clearly out of place. And that was what Saul was like at this time. But then we see the power of this instrument that the Lord has given to us called music. Not just any kind of music, but music well done. And not only was this music well done, it, was, it also mattered who was doing it. You know, the Bible said here in First Samuel 16 concerning David, reading from verse um, 18, the description of David. It says, Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in plain, and a mighty valiant man, and a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a comely person. And the final thing says, And the Lord is with him the Lord was with David. He was possessed with the right spirit unlike Saul and because of that when he played his music and the songs that he sang they were soothing. A right spirit was coming from that music. You see music is a very very highly spiritual thing. As you listen to those tones and the words you are listening to the to the spirit you know jesus said in john 6 verse 63 the words that i speak to you they are spirit and they are life words are spirit indeed because they have power to influence us either in one direction or good or in another direction for evil and when these words are now put in the form of music that is so soothing to the ears it has greater power to impress the soul to have certain characteristics now david played a harp and he played it in such a skillful manner that as he was playing it and most likely also singing because you know David is a musician he has a lot of hymns as he was singing and playing the harp it had such a soothing effect such that the evil spirit that troubled Saul left him it says in verse 23 and it came to pass when the evil spirit of God was upon Saul that David took an harp and played with his hand so Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Do you see how spiritual music is? Let us now study, reading from the Spirit of Prophecy, other things concerning music. I'm reading now from The Voice in Speech and Song, page 407, paragraph 2 to 408, paragraph 2. It says, As the children of Israel, journeying through the wilderness, chaired their way by the music of sacred song, so God beats his children today, gladden their pilgrim life. There are few means more effective for fixing his words in the memory than repeating them in song. And such song has wonderful power. It has power to subdue rude and uncultivated natures. Did you get that? Music, when played properly, has power to subdue rude and uncultivated natures. It has power to quicken thought and to awaken sympathy, to promote harmony of action, and to banish the gloom and foreboding that destroy courage and weaken effort. It is one of the most effective means of impressing the heart with spiritual truth. How often to the soul, hard pressed and ready to despair, Memory recalls some words of God's, the long some word of God's, the long forgotten burden of a childhood song, and temptations lose their power. Life takes on new meaning and new purpose, and courage and gladness are imparted to other souls. The value of song as a means of education should never be lost sight of. Let there be singing in the home of songs that are sweet and pure and there will be fewer words of censure and more of cheerfulness and hope and joy. Let there be singing in the school, and the pupils will be drawn closer to God and their teachers to one another. As a part of religious service, singing is as much an act of worship as is prayer. Indeed, many, many a song is prayer. If the child is taught to realize this, he will think more of the meaning of the words he sings and will be more susceptible to their power. End of quote. That's from Education, page 167 and 168. So we have seen here some advantages of music. It is good to use music to memorize scriptures. And also we can see how music can take us out of discouragement and can subdue rude and uncultivated natures. Also, music can awaken sympathy and promote harmony. And of action for the one who is cowardly you can listen to some songs and sing them as you are singing them you take note of the words and it can inspire courage in you songs like one Once to every man and nation those songs will inspire courage in you and when the heart is down your songs can be, the songs can be sung like when peace like a river attended my way such songs will lift the spirit up And many songs are indeed prayers when you don't know even what to say. God has inspired some of these songs in such a way that they will express your thoughts more than you can even say them in your prayers. When you sing songs like Have Thine Own Way, Lord, that song is a wonderful prayer. When you also sing the song like I Need Thee Every Hour and many more songs, they are just prayers that... When we tune our minds to the words of the songs and not just the harmony and the melody of the song, but the words, our heart is lifted up to heaven and our troubles are banished. Whether it is a cowardly spirit, sometimes we will get courage from the music we sing. If we are down and depressed, our spirits are lifted up. Again, we read now in Voice, and Speech and Song, page 409, paragraph 3, we are told, Song is a weapon that we can always use against discouragement. As we thus open the hearts to the sunlight of the Saviour's presence, we shall have health and his blessing. Again, it says, I saw we must be daily rising and keep the ascendancy above the powers of darkness. Our God is mighty. I saw singing to the glory of God, often drove off the enemy and praising God will beat him back and give us the victory. Amen. Going on it says, Christ a victor over temptation as a child. When Christ was a child like these children here, he was tempted to sin, but he did not yield to temptation. As he grew older, he was tempted, but the songs his mother had taught him to sing came into his mind and he would lift his voice in praise and before his companions were aware of it, they would be singing with him. God wants us to use every facility which heaven has provided for resisting the enemy. Amen. And this is one of them, songs. What I just read now is from Voice and Speech and Song, page 412 paragraph 1. So we see the power, the power of song and what it can be used for. In various ways, it can help us to resist temptation, to overcome the enemy. Like we read earlier, instead of too much bickering in the home, instead of censure, Let us sing songs in our home. Songs of praise. Take note of the words. Don't just be careful to know whether it's in harmony and all. Good to know that it's in harmony. But always be careful to take note of the songs. And make sure that the songs are expressing your own sentiments. And do not use the songs to say things that you don't actually mean. So, it is not enough that we just have good songs. We still need to know how to sing well. It matters how we sing. Reading from Voice and Speech and Song, page 414, paragraph 2, we are told, He who has bestowed upon us all the gifts that enable us to be workers together with God, expects his servants to cultivate their voices so that they can speak and sing in a way that all can understand. It is not loud singing that is needed, but clear intonation, correct pronunciation, and distinct utterance. Let all take time to cultivate the voice so that God's praise can be sung in clear, soft tones, not with harshness and shrillness that offend the ear. The ability to sing is the gift of God. Let it be used to his glory. So how is it that we are supposed to sing? How are we supposed to make our voices so that it can sing well? And remember that the purpose of this is, just like King Saul, we can, through the songs, subdue rude natures and help ourselves to come out of the gloom or doom that we find ourselves and the discouragement or in, or encourage ourselves to perform tasks that we may not have the courage to do or overcome temptations and that's why we need to learn to sing well because if you don't sing well it won't have its effect so let me read now from, from evangelism page 510 it says great improvements can be made in singing some think that the louder they sing, the more music they make. But noise is not music. Good singing is like the music of the birds, subdued and melodious. In some of our churches, I have heard solos that were altogether unsuitable for the service in the Lord's house. The long drawn out notes and the peculiar sounds common in operatic singing are not pleasing to the angels. i take that again the long drawn out notes what's a long drawn out notes like you know when someone is singing and at the end of the song they now stretch their voice and just make it stretch for many long seconds that's a long drawn out notes and then the peculiar sounds in operatic operatic music that like when people are singing in, in an opera just making a sound many times when you listen to the opera you cannot even hear what they are saying and if you cannot hear what they are saying how can it bless you that's what they say here these things are not pleasing to the angels they delight to hear the simple songs of the praise sung in a natural tone you see when people sing opera do they sing in a natural tone no it's not natural that's not their natural voice they're just making their voice into something that is not angels don't like to hear that they love to hear you sing in your natural voice the songs in which every word is uttered clearly in a musical tone are the songs that they join us in singing. They take up the refrain that is sung from the heart with the spirit and the understanding. End of quote. So here we are told how to sing. It's not the long drawn out note that is showing self that the angels join in singing. Because you'd make people lose sight of the song itself when we start to do things in the song that like is pointing attention to how skillful one is in singing. You know, when people sing in such a manner that it does not, it points to themselves. It is not just a simple melodious singing, but things are added into the songs that will make the people say, Wow, wow, this is just wonderful. This person has done a great feat. And then they start to praise the person who is singing. They've lost sight of the song and they've lost sight of God. The person is using the song to point to himself. And this is not how we should sing. We should sing in a simple manner, yet melodious and sweet to the ears not to do things in music that will wow the people and will make them amazed and say wow this person is so skillful even in a plane of instruments sometimes people play instruments and sing songs too. the songs are composed in such a manner that will just arouse the exaltation of self the people cannot help but applaud those who are singing and when they are applauding those who are singing what happens they've lost sight of the words of those songs i've heard some songs for example there's a way some people sing this song how excellent how excellent is thy loving kindness is thy loving kindness and they keep shouting how excellent how excellent and then they start making noise eh, 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 and they just keep going and by the time they are done what do people do you cannot help but stand and clap for them you're not blessed actually spiritually with such songs what happens is what the people have pointed to themselves and they are smiling and they are happy oh we have just wowed the people we've shown them what we are made of that we can sing self-exaltation that's not what house if you sing like that the angels cannot join the singing and it will not have the effect it's not going to inspire courage in anybody you have just entertained the people that's all it is entertainment and it doesn't have power to help anyone the simple song sang in melodious tunes not to bring um, attention to self by the way it is composed or by the way it is sung that is what angels join in singing and that is what has power to help us again we are reading now from messages to young people page 296 okay it says call to your aid if practicable instrumental music and let the glorious harmony ascend to god an acceptable offering in the meetings held let a number be chosen to take part in the song service and let the singing be accompanied with musical instruments skillfully handled we are not to oppose the use of instrumental music in our work this part of the service is to be carefully conducted for it is a praise of god in song the singing is not always to be done by a few as often as possible let the entire congregation join end of quote so here We are seeing not just singing but the use of instruments just like David sang with a harp and it helped in um, dispelling the evil spirit that was disturbing King Saul. So also we are permitted to use instruments but then it's not just every kind of instrument that is used that is acceptable we will look at that very soon. So music has a powerful good and that's what we have seen so far Uh, but then music can also be abused. Reading from Councils for the Church, page one seventy-two, paragraph four, we are told the instruments of music have taken time which should have been devoted to prayer. End of quote. So we should be careful not to so, so focus. Some people do practicing of songs and songs and songs, and their prayer life is down. We should understand that music should not take the place of prayer. Even though some songs are music, we should be, we should be not all songs will express your thoughts and express your wishes and your needs to God. Go to God in prayer. Do not let music take the place of prayer. Reading from Messages to Young People, page 295, paragraph 1, we are told, When turned to good accounts, music is a blessing. But it is often made one of Satan's most attractive agencies to ensnare souls. When abused, it leads, to the, it leads the unconsecrated to pride, vanity, and folly. When allowed to take the place of devotion and prayer, it is a terrible curse. Young persons assemble to sing. And although professed Christians frequently dishonor God and their faith by their frivolous conversation and their choice of music, sacred music is not congenial to their taste. End of quote. That is messages to young people, page two ninety five, paragraph one. So what did we see here? Music in the hands of Satan is a curse. Many under its influence have taken their lives. But then, if we recall in Matthew chapter twelve, verse thirty-seven, thirty-six, thirty-seven, there Jesus said that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give account in the day of judgment for by thy words thou shalt be justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned in music they are contained words and these words need to. En- we need to ensure that they express right principles we are told in Philippians 4 verse it's whatever things are true pure, noble, virtuous, praiseworthy these are the things we should think about and also talk about we should refrain from singing music that does not express principles in the word of God. Some have engaged in love sick sentimental thoughts through music. Listening to this popular sheet music, the love romantic music of the day, many people sin in doing that because the things expressed in some of these wo- those songs are not in harmony with the word of God. Others have even worshipped devils unknown to themselves through the music they, they listen to. In the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 18, we are told, Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshipping of angels, intruding into those things which he had not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. Now, we can be beguiled. To beguile someone is to deceive and to lead someone into something that they did not know they were going to get into. And like I said, some people have worshipped devils unknown to them through music, The music they listen to, some popular songs like "I Need an Angel," "Fallen Angel," "On Angels Wings," "African Queen" by Two Faced, Dibia, and even "I Believe in Angels." That's um, the song that is actually that is not the the title of the song is "I Have a Dream" by Abba. Those songs, do they really express the truth in God's word? When somebody is saying "I believe in angels," who which angel has requested that you believe in them? It is only one which is Satan and his own group. They are the ones who request for worship. And when we sing these songs, I believe in angels, the Lord said we should believe in angels. No, He didn't. But these words may seem as if they are innocent, but they are not as innocent as you look at them. Also, songs like Stairway to Heaven that look seemingly innocent. Songs like We are the World or Hallelujah, the one, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, those songs they contain in them sentiments that are not in harmony with godly principles. Let's take We Are The World, for example. Very nice song, right? They even mentioned God so many times, talking about how God has made us in this earth and we are to preserve the earth and all of that. Well, I won't go into the part that are subtle things in the songs, talking about the first thing, talking about We Are The World. I am not the world. Secondly, one may say, oh, but that's not what they mean. They're not trying to say we are worldly people. Oh, I get. And then another person may say, but they are not doing nature worship, I get. But how about the part in the song that says, Send them your heart, so they'll know that someone cares, and their lives will be stronger and free, as God has shown us by turning stone to bread, and so we all must lend a helping hand. Now what are in these words? I have read read them, perhaps they seem innocent to you, but that's when you are not looking. The devil can deceive you without you knowing. It's just like those people that play games and they are, they, are, they are moving the card, moving the card, moving the card and asking you where is the card now and you pick the wrong thing. You don't know when they have deceived you. What did we read here? It said, as God has shown us. This is from the song, We Are The World. As God has shown us by turning stone to bread. Hmm. Did God show us anything by turning stone to bread? I don't remember Jesus turning stone to bread. He rejected to do that when the devil tempted him to do that. But right there in the song, it says, As God has shown us by turning stone to bread, and so we all must lend a helping hand. Why did they have to say that? Why did they have to just chip that in? As God has shown us by turning stone to bread. These are the songs that we sing unknown to ourselves. You are bearing false witness. Where did God show us by turning stone to bread? Nothing like that. Nothing like that. But he's bearing false witness that God turned stone to bread. He did not and this is expressing the victory trying to make it look like satan had a victory over jesus but he did not and again i mentioned the song hallelujah hallelujah you can go and check the lyrics now that you have seen this one just go and check that song hallelujah hallelujah it is a song that is giving glory to satan nothing more than that talking about the glory that satan gets when he brought down david when he brought down samson and even in sexual intercourse when somebody is brought down into adultery he says that the person tied you on a kitchen chair and brought from your lips the hallelujah all those kind of things just if we are judged like jesus said by our words we'll be condemned what would be our judgment it will be condemnation another one i mentioned just to mention a few just the last one i mentioned african queen just to talk about the words in the bridge of that song two-faced divia sang you are my african queen and i know that this means that you are the only one that i will serve Hmm. do you remember when satan came to tempt jesus and told him that he should bow to him what did jesus say to him jesus said to him that you shall worship. That is Matthew 4, verse 10. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now, in this song, African Queen, it says, You are the only one that I will serve. Who is this African Queen, by the way? That is the person that is the only one that will be served, according to this song. Well, as far as this is not Jesus, the only person who has requested services is um, Satan. So, who is the african queen and then he goes on for that to sing i'll give you my heart my love my body and my money hmm. love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and your strength now this is saying i will give the african queen he will give the african queen whoever sings it is saying they will give the african queen their heart their soul their body and their money every other thing you can think of in a man who could think of anything better than you who could think of ever hurting you then he goes on to say i sacrifice my whole life and give it on to you you are my african queen for real Then I do i need to say more i think it's very clear another thing that music can do like i said it can influence some people even to suicide on december 23rd of 1985 there was a pair of young men in nebraska that shot themselves after listening to a song by Judas Priest, In that song, that song was titled Better By You, Better Than Me. One of the men, Raymond Belknap, he shot himself and died, while the other, James Vance, only demolished his face and was disfigured. Now, James Vance, who was the one that survived it, said that he believes that alcohol and heavy metal music, such as Judas Priest's music, led him and his friend to be mesmerized into believing that the answer to life was death and if you see what I'm talking about here the people Judas Priest when they were singing you see them they would put a hand on their head shooting their head and in the album cover you see something passing through the head like somebody's shooting his head and these big men as they were listening to this song they thought because in the song they kept on hearing do it do it and in one of the songs they said the only um you have to uh, die to be great something like that and they went to kill themselves it was just with song that's all so we need to be careful the songs we are listening to just as songs have a powerful good it also has a powerful evil we read earlier that the instruments are okay to use for music but then it is not every way to, we ha- they have to be used in the right way in a simple manner and some instruments can be done without i'm not saying that it's completely bad like the use of drums Sometimes this can be used to create a carnival and bring about the wrong spirit in the worship of God. Reading from The Voice in Speech and Song, page 417 down to 418, we are told, The things you have described as taking place in Indiana, the Lord has shown me would take place just before the close of probation. Every uncouth thing will be demonstrated, there will be shouting with drums, music and dancing. The senses of rational beings will become so confused that they cannot be trusted to make right decisions and this is called the moving of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit never reveals itself in such methods, in such a bedlam of noise. This is an invention of Satan. To cover up his ingenious methods for making of non effect the pure, sincere, elevating, ennobling, sanctifying truth for this time. Better never have the worship of God blended with music than to use musical instruments to do the work which last January was presented to me, would be brought in our camp meetings. Okay, we are told further no encouragement should be given to this kind of worship. So it is a snare of Satan using music in this manner. What was the instrument here? It says drums were singled out. They will be shouting with drums. No other instrument was mentioned, but that drums. Drum is not an instrument that should be largely used in the worship of God. Doesn't mean that just the hitting of one drum, just one sound, is a sinful thing. No. But many times, the way the drum is used, when it is beaten and beaten, you know, with drumming is what brings about the dancing and it brings about a lot of spirits in people. There is something spiritual about drumming that it is better not to have it around. I am not saying it is sinful to use it completely, but it is better not to even have it around than to use it in a manner that will create uncouth things and remove the sanctity of the worship of God. Has this begun to happen today? We see today the drums in the church. What is it used for? Sometimes it is played in piano just to create a dance and people start to nod their head. Whereas if that drum was not used, people would have kept been kept in sanctity. But when the drum is, is used, people start to lose their mind. They move their body to the beat of the drum and it makes them to forget the words of the song and to be blessed by the by the music that they are listening to. So we need to be careful with these things. Music has a right use and it has a wrong use. I have not exhausted everything there is to say about the wrong use of music and the the right use of music. It is left for us. And i know that if the spirit of god is upon you you will know what is right music and wrong music the lord will lead you and direct you and you will see the influence that the songs is having on you but then it's our duty to be careful with the words in the music ensure that they are expressing the truth as it is in the word of god so that it can have the right influence on ourselves and on others i just remembered another song now that people usually sing that they don't even know that it's expressing wrong thoughts some people sing the song i'll fly away oh glory i'll fly away and they say when i die hallelujah by and by i'll fly away do we fly away when we die for people who believe that the dead when they die their spirit goes to heaven then they can they can sing that song but is it true it is not true the dead knows nothing when we die we go to the dust we don't fly anywhere it is when christ comes that we will fly away not when we die when Christ comes, hallelujah, By and by, we will fly away. Not when we die, hallelujah, By and by, we will fly away. There are many songs like this that we need to be careful about. Many, many songs. Even in our hymns, there are songs like that. Talking about bowing to the sun. When Let us break bread, bread together. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun. Is that really expressing the truth? No. When we face the rising sun, that is sun worship. It does not express things that are not in harmony with the word of God. There are other songs too that are expressing thoughts that are not in harmony with God's will. We should be careful about these songs that we do not sing them. Scrutinize them properly and that they are expressing the truth as it is in the word of God. And that the music is simple and in such a manner to bring about the right spirit in us. I pray that the Lord will give us the wisdom to know how to do all of this. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for... Speaking to us through your words today, I know that the lessons that has been taught now has just aroused interest. Some, For some it may be clear, for others it is not very clear. But I pray that you lead your children on, that we may come into the knowledge of the truth and be in harmony with your will in this matter of music. I also remember the, 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 the fact that we all are like King Saul today. Help us, Lord, not to reject your word. Help us, Lord, not to drop any of your requirements but to follow them completely that we may not be rejected by you. Do this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.